Hello, and welcome to another episode of Soul Care with me, Angie Fatal. How's everybody doing out there? Whew. I'm doing okay. I wanted to do sort of a short, <laughs> we'll see how it goes, a shorter kind of check-in podcast today. I wanted to talk a little bit more about that journaling that I was talking about last week. So if you haven't listened to last week's podcast, which is Suck the Poison from the Wound, I recommend going and listening to that. It's also not super long um, compared to some of the other podcasts I have. But the reason that I wanted to talk about that journaling today is I've discovered a few more things while I've been doing it. So I started that journaling probably just over a week ago. So just, just a little update. I, or flashback, I had a back flare, which is a flare up in my back. Cause I've had a history in my adult life of having some ongoing back issues. So I get all into that in my last week's podcast, but it lasted about a week, and then I did something that almost worked like magic to relieve the pain. So what I have been doing is a journaling technique that is super simple, and it's rooted in getting out rage, trauma, grief, all of that stuff. Now, the difference between this particular type of journaling and the journaling that I do on a normal basis, the journaling workshops that I teach, which are based in Jung's shadow work, are that that journaling, the intensive journaling that I normally teach is prompt-led. So it's still getting at all of these things, but it's prompt led and directed. And there's usually some kind of takeaway that you can put in your back pocket for later, some kind of wisdom drop, if you will. This particular journaling is based more in a free write, where you have to have something to journal with, like a specific event that was traumatic or an encounter with somebody that left you angry or, you know, childhood trauma, specific people that have abandoned you or hurt you. It can be an injury in your body. It can be a broken relationship. It can be from the most traumatic experience to sort of blips on our screen that have left us angry, disillusioned, frustrated. So I start with something like my mother. And I write it at the top of the page and I put the date and this is just my process. <laughs> um, start my timer for 10 minutes and then within that 10 minute amount of time I write as much as possible and I say whatever I need to say. It's a no, no holds barred. I 
am as crude and as rage-filled and am as angry as I need to be. Getting that poison from inside of me out onto the paper. Now, that nobody's ever going to see these journals. I plan on when I fill up this book that I've been working on, that I will burn it because nobody needs to see it. It's not for other eyes. And that's another difference between between the intensive journaling that I teach, which is a three-day workshop, and this 10-minute journaling. The intensive journaling, I will go back to periodically and read because they're powerful and they teach me something about powerlessness or you know, disregard or abandonment or whatever I journaled with in that moment. So I'm learning something. There's something that that particular journaling is teaching me. This journaling, this 10-minute journaling, is basically me being the surgeon of getting the poison that's inside of me out of me. So that's your update. Why it's important and what I'm seeing is the reason it's important is that stuff that's been done to us, whatever it is, it could be just small wounds of patriarchy over the course of your life as a woman. It could be being misgendered from the time you were born you know, before you even fully knew that you weren't occupying the body that represented you, it could be being a black person in the United States and all of the constant racial injustices, you know, from somebody touching your hair to following you around in a grocery store it can be it could be indigenous americans constantly living with the reminder that white people stole their land and have kept them in so many ways in poverty and you know it can be generational and present and it can be small and it can be huge and it can be anything in between the reason that is it is important to get at these things is because whether we are aware of it or not they are doing damage inside of us and so i want to talk a little bit about that because it surprised me. And why it surprised me is I am somebody that works on myself constantly. It's just part of it, I think, is just my personality. And then part of it is the trauma that I come from. And in order to stay up to date with myself, I kind of have to do 
hard work every day or a little bit of something every day to keep me present with myself. And during this pandemic, I've had more time on my hands. And because I've had that time, I've done a lot more self-study than maybe I have time to do when we're not in a pandemic. And that's where the surprise came, is I felt like I had been doing a lot of internal work. Yeah, I'm not in therapy right now, but I'm doing, you know, I'm checking in with myself. I'm doing mindfulness. I'm walking. I'm doing grounding. I'm doing yoga. I am breathing. I'm doing this tapping technique that I'll, I'll do an IGTV to make sure everybody knows what this particular tapping technique that I learned is. It's not really tapping, it's more slapping, but I think they're rooted in the same thing. But um, I'm doing all these things that I know how to do, and yet my back still flared. And that's what surprised me because and again, it's really important to go back and listen to the other podcast. I have a practice of telling my, you know, psyche or, you know, um, lizard brain or whatever you want to call it, that we have permission to feel our feelings. And we don't need to put pain into the body to avoid feeling hard feelings. And there's a lot of science behind that. If you don't know about it, um, you can check out um, John Sarno's work. He's not the only one. They bring it up again in The Body Keeps a Score, which I talked about both those books last week. Um, but the body has ways of dealing with the things that are more difficult to deal with. And our lizard brain that we needed as early humans in the world to survive, we don't need that anymore. But our brain hasn't evolved as fast as maybe the other parts of us have evolved. So it puts, instead of us knowing, oh, I got a hard feeling that I need to look at and I need to allow myself to feel, it puts it as pain in our body. So, I know all that. And the first thing I did when my back flared was go, hey, remember, we can do hard things. We can feel hard things. We have felt hard things in the past. We will be able to feel and look at hard things in the future. There's no need to put this in the body. And it still didn't work. And it nor that normally works for me. I have to do it maybe over the course of, you know, three or four days, but it starts to relieve the pain. And then, <clears throat> you know, everything kind of goes back to my normal, but it didn't work this time. So then what do we do? What do I do when the things that normally work for me don't work for me? I seek out sources and help because I can't always figure everything out myself. And that's why 
I just want to pause for a second and just say that's why I'm doing these podcasts is because sometimes the resources we have are not enough. Sometimes the people we know can't help us. So what I'm trying to do with this podcast is just put out the things that I know and the things that I'm learning because I want everybody to have access to the things that I have access to. Maybe this journaling to you, maybe you've done it, you know, a thousand times or you did it and you didn't like it or whatever. That's not the point. The point is as we share knowledge, we all grow together. And and I'm not into keeping anything to myself because it doesn't help me and it doesn't help you. And the ways that I've grown have been people being generous to me. Somebody gave me the intensive journaling technique, Christine Wood. Without her, I wouldn't have this tool that has taught me so much over the last 10, 12 years. Without it, when I haven't been able to be in therapy for lack of insurance or money or whatever it was, I have had a tool to keep me going. There have been so many other people that have given me tools and access to things that I don't feel like I would have had the knowledge, the money, the awareness, the access, whatever it is. And they've said, I want to give this to you. Or I think this would help you. And then I've tried to do the same thing because that is the model that I live by. And that's frankly the model that I think we should all live by. That doesn't mean it's always free. That doesn't mean there aren't ways to go deeper and people shouldn't charge for things. It just means that it's important to share the little that we have so that we can all kind of learn and grow from it. And somebody might take this journaling, 10-minute journaling thing that my sister shared with me and her therapist shared with her and I read about in The Body Keeps the Score and take it way farther than I could have ever taken it. But that's what this podcast is about. It's really about sharing the little knowledge that I have with you. And then sometimes if people are feeling brave or they have time or they're inspired they write back to me about something that it did for them and we learn from each other and i think it's a really beautiful thing that we have because of modern technology that we have this ability to act interact with each other anywhere in the world and i'm grateful for that because without it some of what we're doing kind of exists in a vacuum and we don't necessarily know, you know, I mean, that doesn't mean it's not working for us, but it's kind of interesting when we can see that it's working for other people as well. So some things that I have learned doing this over the past now, you know, I think it's almost been seven days the thing that I have learned is when I do this journaling, this 10 minute vomit on the page, <laughs> I feel my cortisol levels lower. And why that's significant 
is cortisol, high cortisol levels do so much damage within our bodies. And a lot of people with trauma live with high cortisol levels. And the damage that that does to our body over time is a lot of damage. And, you know, as, as somebody that is a survivor, it's frustrating to me to not only have gone through the abuse and then to constantly suffer the repercussions of what that abuse has done in my body and is still doing in my body. And it feels unfair. So maybe I'll do a 10 minute journaling with that today. But when I, when I experience things that lower my cortisol level, I pay attention. Being in the woods lowers my cortisol levels. Doing archery lowers my cortisol levels. And I haven't had um, access, really access to archery since the end of March. So that's something that I can't really do. I have limited access to the forest going to the river and being in the water, that lowers my cortisol levels. This journaling really lowered my cortisol levels. It's almost like I'm flushing my system out of the toxicity that I'm carrying that somebody else gave me. Somebody gave me something that I didn't ask for. All those little violations and the big ones I'm carrying around with me and I didn't ask for it and I don't deserve it and neither do you. But I'm still carrying it. So this access to getting at that rage is is another tool that I have to lower my cortisol levels. So what I've been doing with it is I have been trying to do it every day, at least one time a day. And if I have extra time, I try to do two. I think the most I've done is two a day. And that's a lot. That's 20 minutes of journaling. And that's a lot of (laughs) exfoliating your insides. And so I think that that for me, that's been most of the time I do one. If I have the time, I do two. And like I said last week, I try to um, do the reward or the honoring time afterwards, which for me has been um, reading, reading a book that I love. The other thing that I did um, this week is I did a journaling thing and then Todd and I got to go kayaking and it was an overcast day, so nobody was there. We were totally safe. And then we also got rained on. <laughs> so, but it was amazing. So I was in nature. Oh, that's another thing. Kayaking, you know, when I have the time and it's safe in the pandemic, that is also a way that I feel like my cortisol levels are lowered. The other thing that I noticed that um, has been a huge observation with this is I feel like, okay, so the first thing I want to say is, am I still struggling in some ways? Yes. 
am I still afraid of the situation we are in as a country and as a planet? Yes. Am I still sad sometimes? Yes. All my feelings are still my normal feelings. Everything, that is still normal. Sometimes I lay in bed at night and still have anxiety before I go to sleep. I don't think that's abnormal. We are living in an alternate universe to, to the one that we are normally used to. Even if we're used to living with and experiencing a lot of trauma, this is added on top of that trauma that we are already experiencing on a daily basis. But what I started to notice is what I think is happening, and I don't have the science behind it because I'm not a scientist. I just have my own experience of doing this, you know, now for like seven days, which I don't know how, how long I'll do it, if I'll continue to do it every day. Probably once the pandemic is over, I won't have the time to do it every single day, but it's definitely something I'm going to try to do at least once a week, if not, you know, two or three times a week to just kind of check in, release that valve. But I am noticing that I'm getting at what is underneath. So I want to try to explain this in words, and I wish you could see my hands because Oh, if you remember when you were in probably fifth or sixth grade, you studied soils. And when you studied soils, you can kind of see the different variations in the soil the deeper you go. And I don't remember the names for it, so don't ask me. <laughs> or you can look at it like a layered cake, you know, those rainbow cakes that you, that you, when you cut it, you know, you got the full rainbow. It's layer upon layer upon layer upon layer. That is what's inside of us all of the time. So we have what's happening in the present. You know, maybe your kid calls you and is in a, in a panic. Maybe you got a fender bender. Maybe you got a ticket. Maybe somebody, you know, cut in front of you and flipped you off while you were driving. Maybe you got in a fight with your partner. Maybe you had a breakup. You know, what is happening in the present is like at the top. And then underneath we have, you know, the fight to be anti-racist and the fight against white supremacy. That is a daily thing. So that's, that's at the top too, but that's a broader thing that's happening daily. So you're not daily getting in a car accident. You're not daily having a fight, hopefully, with your partner. Your kid isn't daily calling you, you know, from LA with a crisis that they're dealing with. So first we have the daily, then we have the broad thing underneath, like fighting against white supremacy and capitalism and racism and all of that. And then along with that, that big top you know, layer is also living in a pandemic. And whatever the state of your job is, you know, maybe you're working from home and also trying to raise your children and 
share responsibility with your partner, or maybe you are single and working from home and raising your kids and trying to do all that. Maybe you have somebody in the hospital fighting COVID right now. You know, maybe you lost your job. Maybe, you know, like me, you, you had a big thing that you did, you know, like archery and you can't do that right now. So that is, you know, fighting white supremacy and a pandemic are a giant piece. And then under that is like maybe before the pandemic started, you had a fallout with a friend and that hasn't been resolved. Or somebody stole some intellectual property from you and never gave you credit for it. That's another layer. So all of these are layer upon layer upon layer. And then under those layers are the layers of the years of the patriarchy, white supremacy, trauma, huge fallouts with maybe you were kicked out of a church or you, you know, your family disowned you or whatever it is, is underneath. So when I, when I illustrate those layers, it's almost like for me, I'm going straight to the underneath layers. That doesn't mean I'm not journaling things in the present, but even in that 10 minute journaling of something in the present, it's attached to that bottom layer of rage, anger, grief, abandonment, all of the things that really bottom line connect into rage because we are enraged when people do stuff to us that we feel is contrary to what should be happening to us and probably is contrary to what could be happening to us you know like of course you know molestation is wrong of course there's there's no way that that is right what i'm saying is some of the events in our childhood also are through the filter of that experience, no less traumatic and need to be dealt with. So that bottom layer is all of that stuff that we, you know, because we're dealing with the top layer and maybe, maybe if we're really present with ourselves we're going three layers down on a weekly daily basis but it is hard to get to that bottom layer of rage and that is what i feel like i'm doing it's enable it's enabling me to clear out some of this backlog of rage and grief that i can't do anything about i can't make right now i can't get justice for but I can spew it out on paper and at least give my self-justice in this present moment that I don't have to carry around someone else's wrong to me. I don't have to carry that around anymore. So again, it is, it is a 10-minute vomit on a page, reward yourself after, and burn it when you're done situation. And 
worth connecting to yourself. I have found so much value in it and I don't have to read it. I haven't read one of them afterwards and I don't have to dwell on it. I just shut my journal and I move on with honoring or rewarding myself afterwards. So I said this last week, but I'd really love to know if any of you try it and if you feel comfortable talking about it. You don't have to say what's in your journal or what you're journaling with, but if you notice that it's shifting or changing anything for you, if it's giving you relief of any physical pain or you know, emotional pain or distress, um, I would love to hear about it because I'm really curious. I mean, I know it's working for me and it worked with an acute pain because now I am back to my normal. And that has never happened where I've had a flare up on a Monday and a week later was back to my normal, my everyday normal, no restrictions. That that's never happened. It's always taken much longer than that. So I'd love to hear from you. I also want to remind people that I am a spiritual director. If you don't know what that is, it is someone that meets and holds sacred space with you. So for an hour, we talk about whatever you want to talk about. If you want to, you know, learn your Enneagram, if you want to deconstruct your faith. I've spent a lot of years doing that for myself. And I work with a lot of my clients around deconstruction of your faith. Whether you want to reconstruct or not is not important. It's allowing yourself to deconstruct and be wherever you're at in whatever your moment, whatever moment you're in. If you want to talk about surviving this pandemic and coming out the other side um, loving yourself and maybe being more integrated and self-aware. I do that. I meet with clients. I talk about spiritual practices, um, different things that you can add. And I, I love that part of my job. And I am currently taking clients and my clients are all over the world. And we meet, you know, using FaceTime or over the phone So if you're interested in that, working with somebody that can hold this space for you and hold the space for you while you journal, I am open to that and I would love to do that with you. You can find me at angiefatal at gmail.com. You can find me on Instagram at angiefatalsoulcare, on Facebook, angiefatalsoulcare, pretty much anywhere. Um... But I love talking about this stuff, as you can see. It's it's what I do every day. I'm constantly reading and thinking because my dream is to live a life where I'm not carrying around so much of somebody else's shit. That is my dream. That's my dream for myself, and that is my dream for you, is we can carry around our own stuff and not so much of somebody else's shit that they gave us. So thank you for listening. Thank you for engaging with me and talking to me. Please like, share, subscribe, rate, review, do all that stuff. It means a lot to me. (laughs) 
and probably to the places that have my podcast. And I, I look forward to more conversations with all of you. Remember who you are. You are worth knowing. You are worth loving. You are worth being in this world. Take care, everybody.